This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pond. I'm your host tonight, David, and today's game will be an all-Benchwarmer matchup, pitting Mason and Dan against Scott and Eric Walling, a.k.a. Eric the Elder. Thank you. Yeah, okay. Okay, so I guess we'll do Dan and Mason first. Why don't you guys, uh, I don't know, whatever order you want to go in. Whoever doesn't have the team name, please, please hit me. Well, Well, then you already know who's going first. Oh, that's yeah. true. Mason, how are you tonight? <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing okay. Yeah, I'm doing fine. I don't have any major updates, but yeah. No, I'm, no major. The the calculus students are breaking it or or the wedding planning is going terribly or any of that kind of stuff. Um they're they're getting frustrated with what we're doing right now, just fine. So they that's they because they're not, in calculus. Yeah, they don't implicit differentiation is just like speaking a foreign language to them so it's fine if if any of you even understand what that is good for you because it's it's complicated but anyway yeah the calculus i know is says you plus me equals us yes and that's why we're partners (laughs) together baby (laughs) wow all right Uh, dan how are you this evening funny you should say that yeah (laughs) well we'll just say this end of the month is a very very busy time for me and Tuesdays are a busy, busy time for me. So the first day of the month on a Tuesday is, is, is no fun for me. So that's, that was my day at work today, but funny, you should say that, uh, that, that, that math term that, uh, that Scott and Eric just used because our team name, we have a math team name because, you know, why not do math when we have Mason as my sure. teammate? So our team name actually is me plus you equals our team. <laughs> Good pre-call. Yes, that was beautiful. I, that that uh, foreshadowing was unbelievable. All right. So the foreshadowers, why don't you talk to us? Who doesn't have the team names? Scott, Eric? I did not have the team name, so I'll start. Um, All right. Yeah, have you... I, you know, I've been listening to um, a small indie band from the 90s, real folky music, their album, East 1999 Eternal. Um, you know, that's that favorite song that I have that celebrates the first of the month all day today. But last night was, was Halloween and Nolan outlasted every other kid in the family. And then when we got back, I went to go pick up my daughter at her friend's house. Nolan, apparently just in it for the chase. Because as kids were coming by our house and Nolan was standing outside, Nolan started reaching into his bag of candy and giving it to the kids that were coming up, including like full size candy bars, which we were just, you know, agonizing over. But he apparently, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't care about the trophies at the end of the day. He's just all about the trick and the treat. Um, And then it's just back to being Nolan again. And then I had to like shake him awake at about eight o'clock this morning because he was very tired. So he'd be a, he'd probably not be the kid to pull the Jimmy Fallon trick then on that. I guess. You've seen no, those. he, well, yeah. I don't even know if he likes to eat the candy. Although today he did, he did have one uh, Tootsie Roll. So we'll see. Huh. <laughs> right. Perfect. Yeah. Does he know how to party or what? I know. <laughs> huh? Huh? All right, Scott, bring us home. Uh, I have a take. I don't know if it's a hot take. Cause I'm not really sure what the general consensus is, but 
I did wait until last night to finally watch Hocus Pocus 2, and I enjoyed it. Really? And I'm just putting that out there. I, you know, it's the first the Hocus Pocus, the original is the first movie I ever saw in theaters when I was four. Wow. And I remember going to see it with my mom and my cousin. So Hocus Pocus is, you know, pretty near and dear to my heart. I've seen it a thousand times. And you know what? I thought they did a great job. And by they, I mean, you know, Bette Midler, Kathy Jimmy, Sarah Jessica Parker. I think that they stayed true to what they did in the original. I thought that like they just it's like they got back into the costumes and, and immediately just reverted back into those characters. And I thought they did a great job. Um, so I enjoyed it. I'm not I probably won't watch this one a thousand times like the original, <laughs> but I could see myself going back to it at some point. So that's my that's my take there for Hocus Pocus 2. Now, this new Christmas story, uh, that's different. I don't know how I feel about that one, but uh, I guess we'll see. Team name, I sent two to Walling because I had two ideas. Uh, the first one I sent was we didn't date Tony Braxton uh, because Eric and I have an affinity for the three M's. <laughs> they were apparently broken up on the Mavericks by Tony Braxton. So we just wanted to let everyone know that we didn't date her. So we're, we're good. We should that. be good. Yeah, we have nothing to worry about here. But the other one I went with is I listened to my favorite show, The OT, the other day. What was established on there was that from now on, he would like to be known as Elder Eric. And that is something that I'm going to comply with and acknowledge. Um, and so because of that, we decided with the very children's book sounding team name of Elder Eric and the L Train Adventure. I love it. It's some kind of a Thomas the Tank Engine horrible yeah. dream, dream gone wrong. <laughs> okay, so we have Elder Eric and the L Train Adventure versus me plus you equals our team. I'm going to have to shorten those as we go along here because otherwise it's going to be a very long game. So let's get going. First, let's kick it over to Dan for our rules. The game will consist of four quarters of play, each with different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. Okay, today's first quarter is going to be sporting haikus. Sporting haikus. For this quarter, there will be four questions in haiku form. Each question is worth 25 points. Question number one of sporting haikus. Youngest inductee to NFL Hall of Fame, Billy D. Williams. We're checked in. All right, Elder Eric and the L Train Adventure. I'll give you a full name first time out. <laughs> have checked in. Me plus you equals our team. Time to talk it out. I think I may have gotten the last reference. Is that from Brian Song? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. That's a um, movie. I know. Shocking. <laughs> but it's an old movie. <laughs> right. So that, that's, that's when it hits in the wheelhouse. But yeah, I'm pretty sure he was inducted like in his late 20s, I want to say, because he only had a six-year career, I think, six or seven years. But so. what a career it was. My right. It, yeah. Fantastic. It's just it was very very short-lived yeah so yeah it's, it's got to be gail sayers so that's what we're yeah. gonna check in with all right and elder eric and the eldrin adventure yeah i had this one pretty quickly thanks to billy d williams we also said gail sayers and that is correct and mason 
you gave us the full movie rundown. That is correct. The original Brian song was uh, Gail Sayers uh, and James Caan. Uh, and yeah, he played, I had it down seven years and he was inducted. I think he was 34 when he was actually inducted wow. because I can't remember what the waiting period is for the NFL. So, but anyway, all right. Hey, before we go on, have we asked this one before? What is Billy D Williams middle name? I've already done this one before with other, with another middle name. So we may as well do this one. Is it just D? <laughs> no. Oh no. It's much better than that. D coldest to ever do it. Is it is it is it Lando? No, DeForest Buckner. No. no, this is um William December Williams Jr. Wow, can't let that can't let that name get out of the family. <laughs> okay, well done. I just learned something new. I did not know that. I should have had that in my flavor text. Okay, question number two. With apologies to Mason because he's actually used something related to this. Youngest inductee to MLB Hall of Fame. Yom Kippur won't pitch. We'll check it. Yeah, we'll check it. All right. Me plus you equals our team. I've checked in. Elder Eric and the Ultra Adventure. Talk it out. Yeah. What volume of Jewish Athlete Quarterly is he usually on the cover of? <laughs> all be of them. Everyone. On the, them, yeah. on the summer the summer <laughs> sport preview. <laughs> um, yeah. Sandy Koufax. I'm good with it. All right. We'll check it in. All right. And me plus you equals our team. What you have? Yeah, I think I, I think I used this as a question. It was like a fourth quarter question or something about who was the youngest MLB Hall of Fame. But yeah, the Yom Kippur kind of gave it away. It's Sandy Koufax. Yes, and that is correct. Uh, Sandy Koufax famously refused to pitch on, I think it was game one of the World Series, wouldn't pitch because it was Yom Kippur. And uh, I've, I've told the story before, but I'm not sure it made air. Don Drysdale was actually obviously not that bad of a fallback. He got the start and he got absolutely shellacked and he gave up seven runs in less than three innings the manager of the Dodgers at the time, who was the legendary Walter Alston goes out to the mound to get the ball from Don Drysdale and Don Drysdale just looks at him and he said, Hey, Hey Skip, I bet you wish I was Jewish today too. So there you go. <laughs> anyway. All right. On to question three, youngest inductee to NHL hall of fame. One eight straight Norris. We can yeah. check in. Okay. All right. Me plus you have checked in elder Eric and the L train adventure. Talk it out. Yeah, we're, we're, my first question was, is this goalie? And then... And what did I say? I said, no, goalie's the Vezina. No. Yeah. Yeah. Which is right. Yeah. I know some stuff. So he said, okay, Norris, defenseman. Started thinking about defenseman. And then I said, I, yeah. I think this is the offensive... Def I can't even remember if there's an offensive defenseman or a defensive forward. It's very confusing. Is it is. Just make it easy, hockey. Just, but I'm pretty just sure this is defenseman. Yeah, no, I know. I, I, the Norris is a defenseman award, definitely. So that narrows. We think, what we threw Bork. I do Connor. like. I, I like the idea of Bork, but I, th the other angle here is why the youngest. Like if Bork played forever, then you would think maybe he wasn't the youngest to get inducted, right? Because with the other ones, you have you know a short career or like an injury. So I'm wondering if there's more to it. Yeah, that's the yeah, that's the only thing. Like I thought Orr played for forever. Too. He definitely did. He played yeah. for forever and a half. Well, most but... of those NHL players yeah. play for that's the thing. I, I can't really think of an instance where, you know, someone was just done really early. No. Even like the only thing that I could back, think of like... was that and Gretzky wouldn't fall into this, but he got they waived the the time to get into the Hall of Fame for him. Right. So I, I don't really have much from that angle. 
So of the two, maybe or just because maybe there was something that we don't remember where he didn't play as long as we think. I'm pretty sure Bork played forever, like you said. Yeah, I'm good with it. I'm good with airing on the side of that. I'd, I'd mostly probably be more mad if we didn't guess or and right. it was or. So we'll go with that. I'm good with that if you're good with that. I am. Okay. Bobby Orr checking in. All right. And me and you, what'd you have? We went a strange way to get this. <laughs> um, so I remember somewhere recently, I think, that I saw eight-time Norris winner or like eight straight Norris winner in a crossword clue, hmm. which led me to, okay, it's going to be a short word then. And I said, I think, I think it's or, and then I thought, wait a minute, what, how about Hull? Hull could work. And then um, that's when it hit me. Wait, no, it's a defensive award. So we went back to or, and I'm almost positive that that's the answer. So with or. So both teams are receiving points and note to self, I better stop doing the same crossword puzzles that Dan is doing because <laughs> Because that was the inspiration for this whole round was built around Bobby Orr, who was a who was a crossword puzzle answer. So I'm glad I, I'm glad you didn't say it out loud. But yes, the Norris Trophy is for the best defensive player, and Bobby Orr did not play forever. Ever he only played about ten years. But of course, NHL players often start when they're like eighteen. So he was in the Hall of Fame when he was he was inducted when he was thirty one. And I don't know, maybe the waiting period was slightly different because he played until seventy eight. I think he was in the Hall of Fame in seventy nine. So I don't know. I don't know why there's a three-year waiting rule now. I meant to ask uh, Ede beforehand, but I don't know when they would have changed that rule. But yes, Bobby Orr was elected at age 31 in, or was inducted in 1979 at age 31. All right, question number four, and I'm being a little bit loose with the with the syllables here, so you'll have to forgive me. Youngest inductee to Dub Dub E Hall of Fame, spouse also in Hall. All right, we'll check in. All right, me and you have checked in. So Elder Eric and the Old Trained Adventure, time to talk it out. I don't, you might've gotten me, David. <laughs> oh, so everyone I'm thinking, I'm like, Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth are both in the Hall of Fame. Active, Stephanie McMahon's not in the Hall of Fame. Vicky okay. Guerrero's not in the Hall of Fame. So that rules okay. out Eddie. Daniel Bryan's not in the Hall of Fame, but his wife is. Okay. I'm wondering yeah, if Wrestlers who are married to wrestlers. So yeah. called married to... The Deborah, but she's definitely not in the Hall of Fame because she is not on good terms with the company and they're very stingy about that. Okay. The easier way to go is there's not as many women in the Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah. So if, if we can figure that, I'm trying to think of, and unfortunately, if a lot of them is, that are in young, it's because they're deceased. Who is Luna Vashon married to? She was with Gold Dust, <laughs> but I don't know that they ever got married. <laughs> Oh. Man, this is this is tough. I don't I don't know that I have it. Brock Lesnar and Sable, but Brock Lesnar's not in the Hall of Fame yet. I'm gonna oh, have okay. to owe Josh my entire salary by the end of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a teacher, Mason. That's like what twenty. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, right. It's about four, four. <laughs> yeah, he can say five <laughs> things. Five things. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know who else this could be. Oh oh, I got it. I got it. Whew. <laughs> I don't know why it took me so long to go there. It's Edge. Because Beth Phoenix is in the Hall of Fame as well. All right. Um, it's uh, we're gonna check in with my all-time favorite wrestler that took me almost five minutes to come up with Edge. <laughs> okay, and I'm gonna go to the other team. What did you guys have? This is gonna be interesting. 
It's going to be very interesting. Yeah. You're going to hate yourself, Scott. Yeah. Because Beth Phoenix is the one who the, is the answer to this question. She's Ooh. the youngest. Well, that's lame. Uh, I mean, he asked who the youngest was. <laughs> uh, you're right. I really, really want to give points to both teams for this because Scott had the no, couple. I, mean... uh, I, I don't think I can just on principle, but but after listening to you struggle and then effectively, essentially coming up with the right answer, it seems. Give them half it's... points. Give them half. <laughs> uh, that's we 12 and a half points. Taking sympathy points. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Give us us bonus points for saying Juan when his name is Jim at the end. (laughs) 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 I I, I will, I will consider what to do as the game, as the game goes on. I I think we may need to, we may need to run this up the courts and we'll decide. But as of right now, if we do not give points, our score at the end of the first quarter is me and you with a small lead uh, with 100 points and Elder Eric and the Ultrain Adventure at 75. We wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes, and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmerstp. Thanks. All right, we'll take those points now that you mention it. Where's the coin flip? <laughs> Competition committee? Are we going to bring them in? That's yeah. right. You know what? You know what? Eric and I will consult the competition committee. It'll be, we'll be filing a formal protest. Yeah, <laughs> there's three he of said, us here. He said Billy Kidman, and, and he said, "No, no, no, it's it's Guillermo." <laughs> you know what? I, you would you would not win this with the competition committee. This is just because the host is just feeling terrible because. Um, yeah, anyway. Do you know who's on the competition committee? I think we would win this. Oh, okay. Is it you and Walling? It, it, Josh. Uh, and Josh. And Josh. Josh would overrule you. Yeah, Josh. Josh no, would, it's, it's Josh would claim vote counts that, once. I was about to say Josh would claim he has three votes. Okay. Today's second quarter is going to be Flop, Turn, and River. Flop, Turn, and River. For this quarter, there will be three questions consisting of five clues. The first three clues will be given before the teams decide if they want to check in with their guests. The last two clues will be given one at a time, with teams deciding if they want to check in with their guests after each subsequent clue. If a correct answer is checked in after the first three clues, the team will receive 50 points. After the fourth clue, 30. And after the fifth clue, 20. All right, here we go. Question number one, a flop turn and river. Who am I? Clue number one, my great-grandfather, Ignatius, competed in cycling in the 1924 Summer Olympics in Paris and once held five world records. Question number two, Due to injuries and leaving early, I only played two years in college, but was a third-team All-American. Clue number three, to celebrate my signing with my second professional team, my new hometown zoo named their newly born one-horned rhinoceros after me. All right. Yeah, we'll take another. Yeah, we'll take another clue. Yep. All right. Me and you equals our team has decided to take another clue. Elder Eric and the L-Train Adventure, what is your decision? 
Um, I think we probably need another one. Yeah, just because we're still to... trying to. Yeah, you know, we'll be here. Down. We'll be here all evening if we try to narrow this down. With this. Yeah, so, yeah, that's, that's Phoenix. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is that is that final decision? Going to yeah. take another clue. Okay. Clue number four. I was the first person playing my position to ever lead the NFL in receiving touchdowns for a season. We'll check in. All right. Me and you have checked in. Elder Eric and the Ultrain Adventure. That gives you time to talk out whether you want another clue or whether you want to check in as well. Okay. So we think we have the sport narrowed down now that they've checked in. <laughs> because A, playing two years was weird. So right. It was either means, basketball or football. Right. And playing two years in basketball is like a lot. Especially um, now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and usually when they leave early, it's not because of injury. So football. Somebody who's played with multiple teams. Yeah, played with and multiple is big teams. enough for someone to name a... So the <laughs> thing that I go back to... So this last clue, um, I think that narrows it down to tight oh, end or... It's tight end or fullback? Or full, yeah, or... But it's it's lead the NFL in receiving touchdowns. <laughs> right, so it's right? not fullback. Yeah, so that means... I mean, didn't Gronk do that a few years ago? He did, but was he the first? Did Antonio Gates never do that? Or Antonio Gates wasn't Tony Gonzalez. Like a... Tony Gonzalez could have, but he. But also, I know when he had his. I don't think there's I... an audacious Gonzalez out there. Let's start. That with sounds that. awesome. <laughs> didn't because didn't he have? You have a team name, Dan, Dan, Dan. You should have named your dog Ignatius it... Gonzalez. <laughs> I think he had. Didn't he have a big season where he had like like. 15 touchdowns but i think it may have been in a year where someone else went off and had a bunch of touchdowns also but obviously yeah it's got to lead i think it does have to be tight end just because right because i don't think i mean the running backs never let it not in receiving and if it was the first receiver ever to do it that the timeline doesn't match yeah we're out of our we're out of our element anyway so so you think it's ignatius gronkowski i like the name that does kind of roll off the tongue (laughs) um two years injury went to uh what arizona arizona yeah 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 arizona and i know he wasn't big yeah and he He wasn't play a ton so the signing is with tampa that would make sense tampa zoo that was a big deal that they probably named a rhino after him and then yeah. the female rhino after Tom Brady. He does look like a rhino, kind of. I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm good with it. Okay. Let's do it. We'll check in with Gronk Robkowski. Okay. I have to, I have to compose myself. And uh, me and you equals our team. What did you guys check in with? Yeah, so we kind of stumbled our way there a little bit earlier on. So Dan asked, okay, who would be celebrated by a second team? And he said someone big. And so my first thought was Tom Brady because I was thinking, like, okay, you know, going to a place that big, but it doesn't fit the other clues. And so then Dan said Gronk after when we were still thinking about the first three clues. And then the fourth one kind of cemented it because I'm pretty sure he had like 15 or 16 touchdowns in a season and led the league. So yeah, we checked in with Gronk. So clue number five was I am a four time Super Bowl champion tight end. Both teams are receiving points, and it is Rob Gronkowski. And yes, his grand great grandfather's name was actually Ignatius Gronkowski. It was actually his dad's dad's dad. He didn't actually medal in the Summer Olympics, but he had five world records going in, so it must have been a huge uh, disappointment. And yes, Gronkowski in 2011 had 17 touchdowns, which I think everyone remembered at least vaguely. It was about 10 years ago, and the Tampa Bay Zoo did name their rhino Gronk. So, and yes, it was for Rob Gronkowski. So there you go, points all around.
Ignatius Gronkowski was also a crossword puzzle clue. As well, so. <laughs> In the biggest crossword the, ever. The tall. Yeah, it went all the way across. Top to bottom. <laughs> He's also a 24-7 champion, David. I thought you might have mentioned yes, that. Yes, that's true. Was. That's true. I remember that. So was Doug Flutie, though, so I'm losing faith. All right. Question number two of our flop turn river. Who am I? Clue number one. I was an NFL quarterback for 14 seasons, but only started 20 games. Clue number two. I only threw 210 passes in college because I was backing up both a future NFL MVP and a future World League of American football MVP. Clue number three. The highlight of my college career was winning 42-40 against Bernie Kosar and the Miami Hurricanes after my team was down 31 to nothing. We're going to check in. All right. Elder Eric and the Old Train Adventure have checked in based on the first three clues. Me and you, I need a decision in the next 10 or 15 seconds. Backup quarterback that was behind future NFL MVP. I'm trying to think of any MVPs in the 80s, 90s that this person would be behind. It's a third stringer. 80s, early 90s, you're looking at like for quarterbacks, like Joe Montana. I, I, I think, think we need gonna, to take another one. We're, we're so over the place with this. I think we need fourth. Okay, so me and you equals our team have decided to take another clue. In addition to the incredible college comeback, the highlight of my pro career was winning a playoff game 41-38 after being oh. down by 32 points. Frank Reich. Frank Reich. Where? So I don't even know where he went to college. So that doesn't even help. But well, yeah. Did Jim Kelly win a MVP? He says backing up in college and MVP. Oh, Okay. So this is, he was a third stringer on this college team wherever he went because I have no idea where he went. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, so that's why he included the college comeback to allude to another comeback that he's more famous for. That makes sense. Okay. Well, yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, that's it, though. It's Frank. Yeah. It's got to so. be. Yeah. We'll check in with that. All right. Elderic and the L Train Adventure. What did you guys check in after the first three clues? We gambled. We were trying to kind of suss it all out based on the information that we had here, thinking of, Schools that would play Miami in that time frame. So we were thinking like mid 80s, but also someone that would have backed up a future MVP and just all the criteria. So thinking maybe Notre Dame because uh, they would have played Miami and this person could have been third string to Joe Montana. Then thinking maybe someone that right after that got really good, got into the NFL, didn't start a lot of games, maybe because they were a bust but kind of stuck around as a backup for a while. So we took a gamble and I threw out a name, Rick Meyer, just because it kind of made a little bit of sense with the first three clues, but then it didn't. But unfortunately, we already checked in with Rick Meyer. Okay, and the fifth clue was, I'm currently in my fifth year as the head coach for the Indianapolis Colts. So the answer is Frank Reich. And yeah, Mason, the clue number two, he wasn't necessarily third string. He spent time backing up both Boomer Esiason. Uh -oh. Oh, so so he, went to, he went to Maryland. And Boomer Sison Boomer was the quarterback there who was later the NFL MVP. I almost did this as a David versus Goliath question to ask like who his backup, who he would have been back, backing up because I think most people know the name, but it would be a vague one. So he backed up both Boomer Sison and Stan Gelbaugh at Maryland. Remember that name? No. Okay. Well, never mind. Heard of it. That's about <laughs> he it. He was, he was, he was the World League of, uh, I think he played for the London Monarchs and I think he was the World League of American Football MVP. All right, so that's uh, so it's thirty points to one team and 
zero for the team who we we, we really need those Beth Phoenix. We'll take points. those twenty five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll, 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 we'll add them back in to keep it closer. <laughs> All right. Question number three: Who am I? Clue number one: I made my major league debut in nineteen eighty eight. Clue number two: I played for seven different major league teams. Clue number three: Pay attention, Eric Walling. My dad was Nolan Ryan's fifteen hundredth strikeout. And I struck out for the last out of Nolan Ryan's seventh and last no hitter. Oh, we're going to check in. All right. Elder Eric and the Ultra Adventure have checked in again after the flop. So me and you equals our team. Time to talk it out. You have about a minute before you have to make a decision. Okay. So Dan thinks it's the Blue Jays in 91. So the dad also was a Major League Baseball player with the 1500th. So we have to think about guys that were on the, the 91 Blue Jays that debuted from 88. So relatively young. His father played Major League Baseball far enough to get to the 1500th. And that 91 Blue Jays team, that was, they had a good team. They they played the Twins in the um, ALCS. You could um, say they had a good enough team to go back-to-back the two years following yeah. that season. So I'm trying to think of that team. Alomar was on that team. Olerud, Joe Carter. Kelly Gruber, Mookie Wilson held on long enough to be on that. Do we know if any of them had dads that played major league baseball? I can't think of any right now. <laughs> I thought you were going to just end it at, do we know if any of them had dads? <laughs> gonna, that's a whole set. That's a whole yeah. separate question. We that's probably a, a, need, we probably need one more for this. I'm wondering if this is tricky. This might be a pitcher or something. Could be. <laughs> it's, it's, it's possible. Yeah. Right. Cause this could, this could be. be some kind of trick where it's, it, it would be the AL though. Oh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, so, I, yeah I was just trying to think outside the box, but yeah, yeah. I guess let's, let's get, yeah, let's, let's go one more. Okay. Clue number four. I was one of two players to have my Jersey retired by my primary team, but I'm the only one wearing that team's cap on my hall of fame plaque. So one of two players to have their Jersey retired by the primary team. So why are there only two retired numbers by the team? By their primary team. So the one they played the most for, we don't even know how long this career is. It's from 88 to whenever. Right. Only one wearing their team's cap. So I'm thinking it's got to be a newer franchise then, if it's only going to have two retired numbers. Because I Right. That bounced around, though, but played for this team primarily. And the other one's not wearing their team's cap. This is a lot of, it's a lot of pieces to put together that's not gelling right now. Okay, I, so I, I, have... I know that the, I know that I don't, think the rays or the nats have anybody in cooperstown yet okay i don't know mason i don't i don't this doesn't help me other than it tells me it's a team that doesn't have it's a newer team that's the only thing i can get out of this unless it's some old team that just doesn't like retiring numbers but i can't think of right it's just a lot of it's a lot of like it's a lot of small pieces that nothing's nothing's connecting I mean, I think it's only 10 points that we lose off of this and we have a little bit of a lead. So I, I, I think we're going to need the fifth. We don't have, yeah, I think we are too. We got, we got to take it. Okay. Me and you equals our team has decided to take the last clue, which is following investigations into sexual misconduct in 2021, I was banned from baseball. And following that, my retired number banner was taken down at Rogers center. That doesn't really help me here. Um, oh, I, I have not heard about this, honestly. Um, so it's so it's, okay. So it confirms the Blue Jay thing, but, right? Okay, so I haven't heard about this, honestly. 
So that doesn't doesn't help me. So basically, we have to think about whose numbers are retired by them, and then we, we can figure out okay, who's the one that's not wearing their the Blue Jays cap? Primarily played for the Blue Jays, but played for seven teams from '88 to whenever. Dad with fifteen hundred strikeout for Nolan Ryan ended the seventh no hitter. One of two retirees for the Blue Jays. The only one wearing that cap. So, I, I mean, so this the, is all the rest of these, besides that last part, which I don't remember anything about, I think have to point to Roberto Alomar, right? But the number seven teams, yeah, Hall of Fame. Dad makes sense. I think he's think he's wearing a Blue Jays cap. I yeah, S- Sandy Alomar, his dad. Yeah, that's why I said. I said the yeah. dad works, but I yeah, I, this that last part does that last clue didn't help me at all. I don't I have no idea about that. I mean, everything else points to that it has to be him. So yeah, I got that's fine. I'm good with it. All right, we'll check in with Roberto Alomar. Okay, and Elder Eric in the L Train Adventure. What did you guys have? Well, um, I really needed one clue for this, uh, <laughs> and it was the final. So I can picture. I have that picture of Nolan Ryan in my head of he strikes this guy out, um, strikes a guy out, and then he kind of takes two steps and he gets this big grin on his face. And he sticks his hand out to give a firm handshake to his catcher. You know, he doesn't celebrate. He wants to give a firm handshake to his catcher. So I had to think, I'm like, okay, it's somebody famous, and I'm going through the Rolodex. I'm like, okay, Blue Jays, blah, blah, blah. And then I remembered batting from the left side, it was Roberto Alomar. The final out of no-hitter number seven. So we checked in with Roberto Alomar. That is correct. And that no-hitter was 1991. The 1500th strikeout of Nolan Ryan's career was somewhere around 1974. And that was Sandy Alomar Sr. when he was playing for the Yankees. So that is correct. And yeah, uh, Roberto Alomar turned out to be uh, an FDG. Um, and he is he, he is one of only two Blue Jays who got... Uh, elected to the Hall of Fame, but Halliday, Roy Halliday was the other one. And Roy Halliday, uh, I don't remember who does the determination of what cap they actually wear, but Halliday couldn't decide whether he should go Phillies or Blue Jays. So I think they put him in capless. So Roberto Alomar is the only one in the Hall of Fame actually with a Blue Jays cap. As Topless, you say? <laughs> I said without a cap. Cap? <laughs> Let's see. Yes. No cap. Okay. Yeah, the, the Alomar <laughs> stuff is, is oh. really sad when that, when that came out pretty recently because he was – one of my favorite players growing yeah. up. So it's, it's a shame to see that his legacy is, is yeah. tarnished and totally um, tarnished. Yeah. His, his daughter just started in the remake of terror train, the old Jamie Lee Curtis movie. So wow. <laughs> that. Dun, dun, yeah. Dun, dun, Alamar dun. family fun fact. Huh? I, that I did not know that could have been one of the facts. All right. right. Uh, so after the second quarter, we have scores with no adjustments as of yet. Elder Eric and the L train adventure. Because it's still in committee. So Elder Eric and the L Train Adventure have 155 points. And me and you equals our team have 180 points. That brings us to halftime. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be three entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 25 points. Okay, this is going to take a little bit of explanation, but it shouldn't be too bad. 
more for Mason maybe than anybody. So this halftime is going to feature nicknames from ESPN's Chris Berman. So oh my mo- gosh. Mostly for Mason's sake. Berman used to call highlights. This was before you were born. And he would make up nicknames for players that had nothing to do with who they were. It was just puns based on their name. Okay. So for this halftime, I'm going to give you Hall of Famer players, Bermanisms, and the years that they were active. And all you have to do is name the player. So for example, if I said, I couldn't do this one because too much Minnesota, but if I said, be home, 1970, right. 1970 to 1992, Hall of Fame, 2011. Dan certainly knows that that's Minnesota Twins legend Bert Blylevin because his nickname was Bert B. Home Blylevin. Got it? have to say, Tommy, after nice. <laughs> he could go. <laughs> okay, back, 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 back. <laughs> Question number one the nickname is, or the Bermanism is, Brown Paper. And he played from 1991 to 2005. I can also take the Hall of Fame year. I'm trying to decide if I should, but his. His playing career was 1991 to 2005, and his Bermanism is brown paper. We're checked in. Elder Eric and the Ultra Adventure have checked in. Me plus you equals our team. Talk it out. Oh, this is going to go terribly for me. No, uh, we got we got this one. We got this one. Good, you got Dan. You're good. It's a brown paper brown. bag, so it's 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 Bagwell, Jeff Bagwell. Oh, that's dumb. <laughs> yeah. That's all dumb. sorry. They're oh, all yeah, gonna we're going to preface this. This is all going to be real. I'm going to love this halftime. Just Mason spitting <laughs> on Chris Berman. <laughs> that brown paper makes sense. So, <laughs> wow. So, Mason, just so you know, these were all dad jokes before there were dad jokes. Okay? Oh, I know. I'm well aware. That, oh, okay. That, okay. This is a very bad one. Okay. It's worse than Burp Lylevin. Okay. <laughs> let's let's go to Elder Eric and the Alternate Adventure. What did you guys have? <laughs> we had Jeff Bagwell. That is correct. It's Jeff Brown Paper Bagwell. Okay. Question number two, the Bermanism is growing and the playing career was 1980 to 2001. Oh, yeah. check in. I'm just going to sit back and get mad at Chris Berman the whole time. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Me and you have checked in, which leaves Elder Eric and the L train adventure to talk it out. You know this one? Is this Harold Baines? Oh, yes. It has to be. Growing pains and growing pains and the year. Well, I was thinking, I was like, who's pain? I was like, I can't think of anyone with the last <laughs> yeah. name. Thomas Payne. Duran. Duran. Yeah. 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 Duran Payne. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking Howard Payne from Speed. <laughs> yeah, it goes character. all the way back to the Revolutionary War. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Chris Byrne was alive then, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. This I, Harold Payne makes sense. I know he retired in around 01. Yeah. All right. So me and you equals our team. What did you guys have? Yeah, it's Harold Baines. That is correct. It's Harold Growing Baines. By the way, I should slip in here that I think my favorite all-time Bermanism was also player that was on my fantasy, fantasy team back then named Carlos Baerga, who he called one if by land, two if by sea, three if by erga. Yep. So, oh, my God. So they had fantasy so they back American Revolution. American Wait, Revolution. Exactly. Well, that's what, made, that's what made me think of it. Question yeah. three. The Bermanism is math, 1986 to 2008. Math? Math. <laughs> look, at, look how upset he gets. <laughs> Of course you would do this to me. <laughs> Math. Oh, my God. <laughs> we do three more of these. Just for Mason's reaction, I think this was worth it. I, I had to do this. We're checked that is, that is the worst one. I take I stand back what I said earlier. This is the worst one. Oh, my God. Okay. Me and you equals our team have checked in, and Mason hates me and Chris Berman and everybody associated with us. So, Elder Eric and the Alternate Adventure, you can talk about this. So this is the WWE wrestler test, right? 
<laughs> yeah, obviously. Rest in peace. Yeah. Now Matt Test. Nice. <laughs> what about Testaverde? Does that line up with his? 86 sounds about right yeah, for entering. And then he did play forever. 20-something years, and it's really yeah. dumb. I can't think of anything else that works it's it's like it pains me to think of it which means it's probably a good guess um wait hang on a second before you do this i do so i i want to i want to save you from eating this um and that's ede not eating this these were all hall of fame baseball players i just want to say okay you. well never mind although, although math testaverde would have been cool not testaverde yeah. and okay. all and all hall of famers i don't think vinny testaverde is in the hall of fame anyway it's his um, brother Dom Testaverde. Yeah. <laughs> Gretzky situation. Oh, All right. So 86 uh, to 08. Man, that's that's a long career. And I'm trying to think of where, where math comes in. Because that's like a Rafael Palmero type of timeline. It's it, not saying it's him, but that's, you know, a long career of a guy that's mid 80s to late 2000s. Rafael Math Palmero. Yeah. <laughs> It, it that's why Mason hated it so much. It's maybe a, <laughs> is a that picture. Bad? Yeah, that's. I mean, but 1986 is also like. I guess I haven't heard this one before. Or maybe I have. Yeah. Uh, what okay. would go with math? So okay, let's go back through Hall of Fame ish. That'd been what 2012 plus 2012, 2013. Yeah, 2013. Was there a guy named After? Is it After Math? Yes, Jim After. He had a wicked knuckleball and a and a ephus. He never threw harder than fifty-two miles an hour. So yeah, he would he would play the game and then he would go to the gym after. <laughs> oh. See, Mason, Mason, that you just made a Bermanism. Math. I, it has to be it's something with test. Is there but I can't think of anyone. Problem? Something with problem? Prob. Ninety-nine of them. Jay-Z. It's Jay-Z. Yeah. Math pro- quiz. Math quiz. Math test. Quiz yes. Rogers. Dennis, yeah. Dennis Quisenberry. Dennis Quisenberry. Math Quisenberry. Math. Math Leet. Jonathan Leet, the old third baseman. Is it equation? Is it sum? Forty-one. Jim equation. Yeah, Jim. Jim. Jim equation. It's Jim After's cousin. Oh, okay, a Hall of Famer that played for twenty-two seasons. Someone was a huge starter in the nineties. It's like Frank Thomas, but that doesn't make sense. He's the big hurt. Jay Buhner was Ferris, so we know it's not that. They also not a Hall of Famer. Math. It wasn't Math Martinez. It wasn't Math she, Martinez. <laughs> she, that's Tiny's cousin. Like Ignacio Jim, Rodriguez. Jim Tomey, but that doesn't make sense. I thought we were getting somewhere with we when he first. Yeah, we'll go. This. Is Vinny Testaverde in the in the Hall of Fame? Let's go with Vinny Testaverde. I like All right. Vinny Math Testaverde. All right. Uh, let's switch to me and you equals our team who checked in fairly quickly. Hall of Fame pitcher, Greg Mathematics. Oh. Mm. That's why I hated it so much. And by the way, I'm pretty sure Raphael Palmero was, uh, he called Ra- uh, Raphael Emerson, Lake, and Palmero. Yeah. Oh Just, my. All right. I don't think I've ever heard the Maddox one before, which is weird. Yeah. I mean, I grew up watching a ton of Braves highlights. That's interesting. All right. We have reached the end of halftime our score at the end of halftime is Elder Eric and the Old Train Adventure with 205 points, and me and you equals our team with 255 points. Now on to the second half. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. 
We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. Today's third quarter will be The Missing Link. The Missing Link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. All right. Question number one of our missing link. Though he became internationally famous for his accomplishments at the Olympics a year later, what athlete once set three world records in less than an hour in what has been called, quote, the greatest 45 minutes ever in sports? Yeah. All right. We'll check in. All right. Me and you equals our team have checked in. Elder Eric and the L-Train Adventure. Yours to talk it out. What Big Ten school did you say in Bolt go to? Is he a Wisconsin guy? No, Iowa, right? Iowa, I think. Iowa. Yeah. Can't think of two places that Usain Bolt would fit in less. Yeah, I the only the name that popped into my head right away was Jesse Owens. I, I think when you think name. when you think track athlete, I think Jesse Owens is the first name that comes to mind. So I, I don't think we need to deviate from that. Yep, I'm good with it. Let's go with Jesse Owens for 200 points. <laughs> All right, and me and you, what did you guys have? Yeah, I had this right away. Um, so interestingly enough, I worked for like a, it was like a leadership program and it was Olympics themed and I had to come up with a, a table design and mine was this particular athlete. So it was themed around like his accomplishments and stuff. Um, so I, this was like in high school. So I did a lot of research on him, but uh, it's Jesse Owens. He went to Ohio State and was dominant both in college and in the Olympics. Yes, uh, Jesse Owens did do this in uh, both teams are receiving points. Uh, it was in Ann Arbor and he had, I can't even remember. It was like sprints and long jump, but he was just, going back and forth. They didn't really space out the meat. He just went out, set a record, went to the next, you know, went to the jump pit, set a record or whatever, went back to the track, set another world record. It was just unbelievable. This was all in 1935, which was the year before the famous Olympics of 36. Okay. Question number two of our missing link. Though none of them played in the NFL, this man, his twin brother and their father won a combined five Super Bowl rings, all as assistant coaches. He won his with the Ravens, his brother won two with the Patriots, and their dad won one with the Bears and one with the Jets. Check in. Elder Eric and the Alternate Adventure have checked in. Me and you, time to talk it out. So, yeah, I think this has to be the, the Ryan family. Yeah, but we have to pick yeah. the, the right one. It would be uh, Rex. He was with, the one with the... The Ravens? With the Ravens, yeah. So Rob was the one with Patriots. Rob I guess I never really... Patriots. I didn't realize he was on there, but I guess that, yeah. And that. But Buddy was definitely the defensive coordinator for the Bears. Right. And it's possible for the Super Bowl three Jets that he would have been. Yeah. That long of a career. Yeah. So, okay. So, so we'll go we're going Rex, with Rex, Rex Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. We'll check with that. Okay. And Elder Eric and the L-Train Adventure. What'd you have? Yeah. I remembered that Buddy was the Bears. And so then I was working backwards and just deciding which... 
foot fetishist is the one to pick and we went with rex so rex ryan checking in okay and both teams are receiving points yeah so so i think everybody managed to piece that together correctly but rex ryan won his i think he was with the ravens as linebackers coach when they won and and uh rob ryan um was with the patriots their dad buddy ryan as as dan um, mentioned was with the bears i hadn't realized until i was researching this that his career went all the way back to super bowl three with the jets and it's amazing to look at these assistant coach careers and then you look at these three guys it's like i had to count it up i think they've between the three of them they covered almost half of the league uh, and it may have been about half the league so um because there were fewer teams back then so a crazy amount so our theme linked answers thus far are jesse owens and rex ryan question jesse th- owens have a foot fetish well, we just ruined that. <laughs> Famous foot fetishes. I'm not sure I could have done that. Question three. Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Question three. Who directed Pulp Fiction? <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Question. Boxer in that. <laughs> Question three. Winning in 1998 and 2000, the first woman to win the SB Female Athlete of the Year twice and the only woman from her sport to win it until 2019. We'll check in. Me and you have checked in. Elder Eric and the L-Train Adventure. What do you guys have? I think this is Noma's wife. <laughs> um, so, I've, yeah, good checking in with Mia Ham. Yep. All right, I'm checking in. All right, me and you, what did you guys have? We also had Mia Ham. All right. So the person who broke that streak of not having soccer players um, – when the the SB Female Athlete of the Year in 2019 was Marcus's favorite, Alex Morgan. But I was surprised that it took that long. Um, there was there's a string of, you know, a bunch of Williams wins and Annika yeah. Sorenstrom and all those people. But okay, our themed-linked answers thus far are Jesse Owens, Rex Ryan, and Mia Hamm. Question number four. After five national championships, this legendary coach was ultimately fired for punching an opposing player in the throat during the Gator Bowl. We're checked in. All right. Very quickly, Elder Eric and the L-Train Adventure have checked in. Me and you equals our team. What have you got? Woody Hayes. Okay. Elder Eric and the L-Train Adventure. Um, yeah. Did this pretty quickly. I think most people remember this. Uh, Woody Hayes. Both teams are receiving points. And if you've never seen the highlight, it's very YouTubeable. And it's, I mean, he should be in prison. Well, he should be no longer with us but he should have been in prison i mean it was i think it was he right should after still an, be in prison he should still be in prison it was right after an interception clemson i think it was intercepted the ball and the guy was pushed out of bounds and woody hayes just came up and absolutely clocked this guy in the throat i mean it was terrible it was like he knew not to hit him in the helmet because he would have protection it was it was just so blatant and awful and it just showed what a terrible man he was but anyway okay our themed linked answers thus far are Jesse Owens, Rex Ryan, Mia Hamm, and Woody Hayes. Question number five. The name shared by the Georgia Tech mascot and the current Texas A&M head basketball coach, who in the last 10 years has also been the head coach at Marquette and Virginia Tech. Sure. Okay, we're checked in. All right. Uh, me and you and equals our team has checked in. Elder Eric and the alternate adventure. Please talk it out. You asked for the, the shared name, which would be Buzz. So that that's what we're checking in with. All right. Checking in with Buzz and me and you. What did you guys have? Andy Dalton. I'm sorry. Um, 
Buzz. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. So Buzz Williams has sort of bounced around a little bit as a coach. And I was going to just ask for his name, but I wasn't sure if random college basketball coaches are even fair game. Okay. Our theme linked answers are Jesse Owens, Rex Ryan, Mia Hamm, Woody Hayes, and Buzz. And sadly for this poor host, one team got in about five seconds before the other team. Not that I'm playing favorites, but Dan was the first one to submit. So I yeah. sent it to you, but it was Mason's handiwork that, that did it. So okay. we're going to so let Mason, Mason do it. Mason, have at it. Yeah. So um, we were talking about the Ryans and we were trying to think about which one it is. And then when I was thinking about the first clue, Jesse and Rex, it just clicked right away. As soon as I thought, okay, Rex, that works for the theme. So to my detriment, off the first clue it was not full house characters but this is in fact toy story characters have you seen that movie full house i've seen all four of them oh, yes okay. wow yes i have yes and that is correct so jesse was not in till toy story 2 that was joan cusack rex ryan of course was wallace sean famously uh, ham was the pig who was voiced by they used to call Don him yep. used to be they used to call him pixar's good luck charm because he was in every single pixar movie i don't know if that's even still true it's not but yeah, for a while he was. And then, of course, Tim Allen and Tom Hanks or Woody and Buzz. So that is correct. Well done. Well done. After the third quarter, we have scores of Elder Eric and the Ultrian Adventure hanging tough with 355 points. Me and you equals our team have 455 points. And that brings us to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of four categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. The categories for today's fourth quarter are as follows. Question one, Pinball Wizard. Question two, Won't Get Fooled Again. Question three, Eminence Front. And question four, I Can't Explain. So question one, Pinball Wizard will be about baseball. Question two, Won't Get Fooled Again, will be about outdoor sports. Question three, Eminence Front is going to be about the NBA. And question four, I Can't Explain, is going to be about big four sports cities. It is now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Question number one. Who is the only player in the last 50 years to have 600 or more hits for three different teams? By the end of his career, he had amassed 2,769 total hits and played for seven different teams, all in the American League. We'll check in. All right. Me and you have checked in. Elder Eric and the L-Train Adventure. That'll be about 30 to 45 seconds here. Yeah, I think we were getting ready to check in, too. I don't know that I know his seventh team. I could very well be the White Sox. Yeah. Or, or is it Toronto, maybe? I, don't, I, I can't picture him playing for a National League team. Let's put it that way. No, no. He, he I don't. Had, had a lot of hits. So the first name that popped into our heads real quick was, in my head, was Mike Young. That's right around this place where he Definitely not seven teams. Hits-wise, so. but not seven teams and played in the National League. Yep. Going through that hits list in my head, Beltran's there, National League. Johnny Damon is where I think we're landing on here. Yeah. I, right? Definitely six. We have... Definitely identified six AL teams for sure. So yep. I'm sure he bounced around to one of them at the end. Yep. So I'm Let's good with it. it. Johnny Damon for 100. Okay. 
and me and you equals our team. What did you guys have? It was thinking about American League teams that got me there for this one, um, especially when you're a uh, an AL Central fan. You see this guy jump around. <laughs> it was Johnny Damon. Um, I'm wondering which one you guys didn't come up with. Well, we got the I, what I feel like are the six obvious ones, which is Yankees, Red Sox, Royals, A's, Tigers, and Rays. He finished with Cleveland. So oh, that makes sense. We're in the right division. Yeah, so we went uh, Johnny Damon for 80 points. Yeah, so both teams are receiving points, and you had the teams exactly right. The three, of course, that he had the 600 hits for were the Royals, then the Red Sox, then the Yankees in that order. And it was it, it's interesting to see the list of guys who have the most hits who are not in the Hall of Fame because it reads like Pete Rose, obviously not in the Hall of Fame, gambling. Pujols, not eligible yet. Beltre, not eligible yet. A-Rod, steroids. Ichiro, not yet eligible. Palmero, steroids. Cabrera, not yet eligible. Bond, steroids. Then we get to Omar Vizquel, sexual harassment, domestic abuse, never going to make it probably. Next guy is Johnny Damon. So if the guys, I mean, that's, there's a lot of caveats, but if you throw away steroids to guys who are not eligible and FTGs, Johnny Damon is at the top of the list. So anyway, yes. So career 2,769 hits, considering that, you know, a couple more seasons and he, you know, could have very well cracked 3,000 and he might be talked about. I think no. he's well. He has the. Identity. I, I think he's an FTG for wearing that mohawk. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> no. That's Maybe. See, that's just a knucklehead. I think. Uh, I don't know that a mohawk is quite. I don't think that would disqualify him. But he also has postseason. You know, sometimes they'll disqualify a guy for not having postseason track record. Either, no, he has. He, he has good. To, he played yes. good defense. He, yep. st- he stole bases when he was young. My and biggest East Coast bias built in too. Yeah. My my big thing. Yes. Well, that's true. And my big thing with him, if anything, is that he was. He had good range from what I remember. He, that guy could not throw at all. Sure. I mean, they needed to get a second baseman halfway out to center field to, to hit the relay. Okay. He's about 12 tattoos short of being in blink 182. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd like him better. I'd 12. like blink 182 better. Okay. Question number two in Won't Get Fooled Again. At the recent Lake Erie Walleye Fishing Tournament, competitors Jake Runyon and Chase Kaminsky were disqualified and subsequently arrested for doing what? I know this oh. one, Scott. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go for it. Yeah, we'll check in. Wow. Okay. Elder Eric and the Ultrain Adventure have checked in. So me and you and Mason looks tortured. Talk it out. I, I saw an article about this. My first thought is that it's something to do with they weighted the fish or something. Like they put weights in it. Or something like it was to because they're measuring the because obviously it's like the largest catch. So I want to say they put some something to do with they weighed it down in some way to make it larger than it actually was. Okay, but I don't remember I don't, how specific of an answer are you looking for? I'll tell you if you actually check in and if I need you to be more specific. Okay, I don't remember the process. I want to say they put like something weighted inside the fish or something. It's really convoluted. I remember it's just like I saw it in passing and I skimmed over the article very briefly. But I think I think I mean, that's that, what it is. I, I guess that's the only that way you can really cheat. In like yeah, because you got to get a, you got to get a specific weight, right? To to meet a, a cutoff, I would guess like a qualifier or whatever. I mean, so. You, if you see a size of a fish, you kind of know what about the size of the, about what the weight they're going to be, right? I mean, you, we, it was a bulked up walleye. It was, like, <laughs> it was on steroids. It was on steroids. It was, <laughs> yes, it was on steroids. 
Yeah. So let's let's go with that. And I would, if he I would asks say, for more, yeah, I think I think, and I, I I couldn't. I don't know how much specific, but I'm going to say they put it was weighted, like they put weights in the in the fish. <laughs> that's the best that I can come up with. So that's what we're going to check in. Hopefully, not more specific. Um, yeah, for forty eight points. No, that's good enough. Okay. And Elder Eric and the Ultrain Adventure. What did you guys have? Yeah, I've been really keyed into the walleye fishing scene this year. And so I was all over this story. So I read this because it was insane. And not only did they stuff the fish uh, with like lead weights, but they also stuffed that. So apparently in order to conceal those, they also shoved more walleye inside of the walleye. (laughs) (laughs) So they like forced them to cannibalize and shoved weights down their stomach to make. and, And like Dan said, you hold up a walleye, it shouldn't weigh, if it's 12 inches long, it shouldn't weigh 40 pounds. And they, I guess, in a very probably dramatic scene in the walleye fishing scene, they like held it up and cut it open to show the like and lead weights out. fall out. Yeah. And so. then more in the actual, the rest of the other fish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you are. <laughs> I could just see yeah. the, the, the weights just floom down. Yeah, floom down. And, and, and the one guy, <laughs> I'm, seeing the, I'm seeing the Joe Necro uh Yes. The umpire going. So, so, uh, both teams are receiving points, and that is exactly what happened. They stuffed the fish with lead weights, and I don't know why anyone thinks they're going to get away with anything anymore because everything is on video. But the videos that went absolutely viral around this, and this just happened a few weeks ago, so I'd encourage everyone to go look for it. It's not so much when they were stuffing it, but the fact that when people found out, they just gathered around them and just started cursing them mercilessly like i mean the there were just so many obscenities flying i mean because basically these guys completely cheated the competition all right question number three eminence front what two nba forwards not only hold their franchise career record for most rebounds but they have more than double the person in second place for their franchise hint going into last season there were actually three answers to this question we'll check in Okay, me and you have checked in. So that leaves Elder Eric and the Eldrin Adventure. Yeah, I I think we have some some options here. It's just I like the last one a lot. It was the first name that popped into my head, but then I was Obviously. trying to decide. Yeah, right. I was trying to decide whether or not that was just me. Because I mean, I, I think the key to this is somewhat newer franchises, but even so, Dallas is what, 82, I think they were. They have no rebounders. Nobody that's yeah. stuck with the team for anywhere right. near as long enough to it might be Sam Perkins. And Bradley was around uh, for a while too. Bra- it he could just be grabbed Bradley. rebounds for being taller than everybody. But even so, I mean, it's not going to be close to what Dirk had. Could have been Mark Davis, who weirdly has his yeah, or Brad Davis. I mean, Brad Davis has his yeah, not Mark Davis. So I, so I, I, also I like, I'd say we go Dirk for, as one of them. I like Malone, yeah, just because he has a, a ridiculous number and. Who else have they, have they had? Gobert. Mark Eaton, but he wasn't there. He, he was one. He was more of a blocks guy, and he wasn't there long enough. Gobert's the only other one I was That's thinking the, of. The thing is that David did say that one of them, the hint is that there were three until last season, so it could have been Gobert. So I'm trying to think of the, the logic behind this. So if Gobert left the Jazz, which he did, it would it would not mean that he his record left, right? right. So I'm just yeah. thinking, like, I wonder if, like, our Raptors won – of like Bosch was Bosch. there and like Siakam is caught. That, in well, that's like well, that. my other thing is like, same thing. Is it KG? And then did Carl Anthony Towns 
catch him or something like, like that. Yeah. Right. Because we have some options, but I don't think that lasts with Duncan, but I think Robinson no. is probably Duncan and Robinson I, are way too close. I'm really wondering if this is the, if it's Anthony Davis on the Pelicans because just, the Hornets think, history doesn't count. I like our Dirk and Malone answers. Uh, okay. And we only need two. Straight, yeah. So, so I'm good with that. If you, yeah. Cause I, Utah, I can't imagine who else. Yeah. Besides Marky and, and I know they had a big in like the seventies. It was a rebounder, but yeah, Malone was there for so long. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yep. We'll go with Dirk Nowitzki and Carl Malone for 100 points. Okay. And me and you, what did you guys have? Um, first of all, Scott, I think you are absolutely right that it was um, Garnett and Towns caught at yeah. least halfway. That makes sense. This year. But I, I immediately said Dirk and we were like, yeah, that's got to be right. I can't even think of who number two would be. I, I think it might be Tyson Chandler, and I'm not I, joking. I, Chandler was only around for like three years. Mason, you said for the other one. Yeah, I was just trying to think of guys that were longtime players that would be. And Carl Malone, I couldn't think of anybody for a second that would be at least half as much as him for his longevity. So, yeah. It's probably just, Mark Eaton, yeah. honestly. Yeah, but I don't think he has half as many, so. Yeah, no, I mean because Carl Malone's got like over fourteen thousand rebounds. Right, he's top so. top ten, probably <laughs> yeah. even. Yeah. So, yeah, we checked in with Dirk and Carl Malone for forty-eight. All right, and both teams are receiving points. Well done, well done. Breaking this down, so Carl Malone is number one, obviously with the Jazz with a bullet. He was at about fourteen thousand six hundred. Next on the list there was actually Rudy Gobert, but is more like around seven thousand. Obviously, we'll never catch him. Well, unless he goes back to Utah for some reason. Uh, and the other answer is Dirk Nowitzki. Um, and second on that list is James Donaldson with way, way below him at 4,500. Um, Anybody want to do that one? Yeah. Oh, I, remember I, I, I actually know who he is. So I, 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 def- I definitely remember him. And and the third one, by the way, I think, uh, Dan, I think you just alluded to it. The one that was on would have been on the list had Carl Anthony Towns not gotten to at least half of Garnett's total was exactly right. So that was the one I wanted to make sure that Nobody was going for, although there was a chance that somebody could have thought that Rudy Gobert got within within half of Carl Malone. Okay. I'm hoping for Rudy Gobert to have uh, second in two different franchises. Be hard to Uh, do, but it's going to be hard because, yeah, Cat's not going anywhere and he's going to continue to to build. Before we go on, let me give a quick score update. Me and you equals our team going into the last question have 631 points. And Eric, uh, Elder Eric and the L Train Adventure have 610 points. Here we go. I can't explain. Question number four. What is the most populous U.S. city that has never won a Stanley Cup, World Series, NBA championship, or Super Bowl? I'll give you a hint. Though this is no longer true, they were once home to three big four teams. All right. Uh, let's let them flex, and they can, they can put their list together out loud. Uh, we'll check in. All right. For the last time tonight, Elder Eric and the l Adventure have checked in, which leaves me and you equals our team to talk it out for the last question. Okay. So it's New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, Chicago, Houston, I think Phoenix and Philadelphia. Yeah, I was about to say Philly and yeah, Philly's. Those two are really close. And then like there's a bunch of Texas. I think, yeah, San Antonio, Dallas, um, Austin is up there. San Jose. I think Austin's close, but not. Yeah, I think San Jose is number 10 right now. Yeah. I think San Diego's got to be it then. I mean, because unless. Because they had three. Padres, Chargers, 
Clippers. Yeah. And I think that the only one that they've won, and he said he said specifically Super Bowl. I think the only one that they've won, I think they won the AFL championship. Right. Yeah. So but above that though, New York, Los Angeles, Chicago. Houston, yeah, all of those Phoenix, Philadelphia, Philly, San Antonio. Dallas. They've all won. So yeah. Yeah, it's it's gotta be. Because right. yeah, one's home to three of them, which means they're lacking one of them, which would be obviously hockey. So yeah. Yeah. That it's yeah, I, I can't think of anything better. All right. Yeah, we'll 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 check in for 80 points with San Diego. Okay. And Elder Eric and the L train adventure. What did you guys check in with? Yeah, we checked in for 100 points uh, with a place that I'll be in a few weeks for a wedding. And that is San Diego. So both teams checked in with San Diego and both teams are receiving points. Dan is hundred percent, right? The chargers have been around for a while. Obviously they're no longer in San Diego when they were there. Obviously they never won the super bowl, but they did win the AFL championship. And yes, that's why he deliberately used the, the word Super Bowl and not NFL championship. But, um, and Mason, I think, was the one who correctly pointed out, yeah, so the Rockets were in San Diego for yep. five years in the late 60s, early 70s. The Clippers were there from the late 70s through, I forgot when they moved to LA. And, but I think it was the mid 80s, maybe. And then the Chargers obviously were there from 61 all the way to 2016. And I think not a huge shock, but Dan and Mason did run the top cities almost. Almost exactly correctly, I maybe exactly correctly. So it was New York, L.A., Chicago, Houston, uh, Phoenix, Philadelphia, San Antonio, and then San Diego. And I think San Jose is number 10, but that's just so there wasn't a, a, too much confusion. That's why I put in the hint that they were once home to three big four teams. So our game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. Elder Eric and the L-Train Adventure finish with 710 points. Oh, I'm sad to read this. And our clipboard captains of the game who are receiving the coveted Jacob Eason award with 711 points are me and you equals our team. Well done to all. Thank you for playing my reindeer games. Anything anybody wants to talk about? before? We uh, the night? Yeah, David, actually, while you were reading the scores there, we finally heard back from the uh, competition committee. They are going to accept edge as an answer because <laughs> it was the right couple. So I don't know if you want to update your score. <laughs> I think that that somebody would question Edigans because obviously that would have impacted strategies. So, David, I'm going to bring you in front of the court of walleye fishing and accuse you of stuffing their score. For this. <laughs> I don't see how he possibly could because he's been rooting against us the entire time. That's true. <laughs> it's all a ruse. It's a ruse, I tell you. Anybody else want to say anything before we call it? There were far too few david questions in agreed this game. i don't Aww. know what's going on here we don't know that's fine it's okay <laughs> yeah. i'm just saying for what i expected yeah you know i i oh I, I promised god a long time ago i would try when possible to work in a wrestling question and uh it and bit I, me it, in the ass and, this time yeah. and it and it and it definitely bit you and yeah and i wanted to go I've been trying to push it towards the easier side and not mess up too many stats but everybody nailed the the Dirk and the Carl Malone question. That everybody, was my favorite question of the game. That yeah, was the that was question. question so. And and everybody also nailed the Johnny Damon question. So well done. Well done to the teams. You guys did very well tonight. So later. thank you. Uh, thank you all for addressing me by my new moniker. I appreciate all of you for for respecting that. Wish. I can't I wait for the yet. next time that Eric Eat is on so I can call him Eric the Younger. <laughs>
I mean, that's really, not going to go over well. People would, most people anyway. would want to be called that. You know, you talk to any real really housewife of Beverly Hills, and they'd love to be called younger. The real payoff in this bit is not being called the elder; it is having Eid being called the younger. Let's be honest. <laughs> any any sort of superiority you can have over Eid, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even if it's like four days. I think I'm four days older than he is. So, respect your elders, Eric. All right, and I want to thank everybody for playing and thank everybody for listening and thank you for listening to the Bench Warmers Trivia Podcast. Until next time, we will keep the bench warm. We got a bingo! (laughs) That ball hit high and deep. Stretch! Stretch! Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the ball! Yes! Yes! Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Benchwarmers TP.